This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Let me tell you about Rough Greens. Uh, rough Greens is something that we, we all feed our dogs uh, here. We, I mean, we feed them different food, but we all put Rough Greens on our dog's foods here. Uh, because I think I was I the first one to put rough greens on food. As far as I know, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And everybody saw Uno and how great that was. I mean, it was remarkable. And then Stu started and Pat started, um, and we love it because our dogs eat, and we've seen a healthy difference in our dogs. Roughgreens.com/slash/back is the place to go. You'll get a free bag uh, of. You know, the probiotics, all the vitamins, minerals, everything you need to put on your dog's uh, food. If they like it as much as our dogs do, then just start just start putting it on every day, every meal, because you will see a huge difference in your dog. It's roughgreens.com slash Beck. That's R-U-F-F greens.com slash Beck. Make sure you do that uh, and uh, give your dog a healthier and happier life. All right. Program begins in just a few. Stand by. There's some some good news uh, coming your way today. We've got uh, a few things. We have Megan Kelly coming on to talk about Riley Gaines. This is outrageous what is happening. The the school where she was beaten up had to be escorted out by cops. Uh, the school actually comes out and says, "Good job, students." Excuse me, really? Megan Kelly will be joining us on that. Also, we have, oof, we have uh, news on the economy, on war, on the leaks, apparently from our Pentagon that are uh, that are going on. There's a lot. We begin in 60 seconds. It's not hard to see that the disease of woke leftism has permeated uh, permeated the uh, corporate world to a degree that I don't think any of us would have thought did you see by the way the bud light uh spokesperson this is a person making the decisions for bud light on you know putting dylan milvaney in this is a long-term plan apparently for them yeah long-term plan they didn't like the fact that people bought their beer and enjoyed it 
Right. Sort of. Yeah. And I really like the fact that it's like a 24-year-old woke girl that's in charge of... Makes perfect sense. No, I think she's... I, she has her finger on the pulse of, of the... Of the Bud Light drinker. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Patriot Mobile is not one of these woke companies. In fact, they're as far to the opposite as you could possibly get. They are a conservative Christian wireless provider. They are going to give you dependable nationwide coverage on all of the three met, uh, major network towers. Um, they have space on the same tower, so you're getting the same coverage. And they have a guarantee. If you don't like it, you can switch. And It's really, really simple, and you're going to save money, and you're going to be with somebody who is in the fight with you. It's patriotmobile.com slash Beck. Go there now. They'll make it easy to switch. 878-PATRIOT. 878-PATRIOT. Or patriotmobile.com slash Beck. Oh, golly. Where do we, uh, where do we even begin? Um, well, let's start here, shall we? Um, let's start with Macron, which always sounds like a cookie to me. Um, but he's the French president. Um <laughs> And uh, Macron, it says that uh, de-dollarizing might be the thing to do. Um, <clears throat> he said uh, trading in commodities and other currencies um, might be the right thing for France and others. After spending six hours with the Chinese President Xi uh, as part of a three-day state visit to China, Macron made it extremely clear that France wants nothing to do with World War III, emphasizing that Europe must employ strategic autonomy, presumably led by France, um, while speaking with reporters above, uh, you know, aboard the uh, Air Force One for France. The uh, French president said that the great risk facing Europe right now is that it gets caught up in a crisis that is not ours, which prevents it from being its strategic autonomy. He is calling for a single global world order. He said, we're living in a jungle right now, and we have two big elephants trying to become more and more nervous. I don't even understand that. That must be a bad translation. Why two we elephants live? that are trying to be more nervous? <laughs> what are you talking about? Someone just threw it into Google Translate and didn't even try to make <laughs> yeah, it right. bother to make ah, it make it's sense. It's the president of France. They don't ever make sense. <laughs> uh, if they become very nervous and start a war, it will be a big problem for the rest of the jungle. You need the cooperation of a lot of other animals, tigers, monkeys, and so on. What is he talking to Kam- Kamala Harris? It's like, and boys and girls, we need tigers <laughs> and monkeys and maybe even a chicken or two. His concept of strategic autonomy uh, was enthusiastically endorsed by President Z and the CCP. Uh, they are trying to weaken the transatlantic re- relationship to accelerate this trend. What's going to do that is uh, cutting us off at the knees with the dollar. Uh, we are now down in dollar usage uh, for international trade. We are down now 7%. That is significant. Significant amounts of money are now being liquidated and countries are not using the dollar. This is going to happen very slowly and then all at once. So you're going to see it slip 
10%, maybe 15%, and then it's going to be dumped. Um, uh, France said, uh, no, I'm sorry, uh, China said to France, the question you need to answer, is it in your interest to accelerate a crisis on Taiwan? The answer is no. The worst thing would be to think that uh, Europeans will become followers on this topic and take our cue from the U.S. agenda and a Chinese overreaction. Just hours after he uh, was headed back to Paris, China launched their military exercises around Taiwan. Taiwan, I mean, is going to be trouble for us. Do we have the Lindsey Graham uh, cut from, I don't know, Face the Nation or Chuck Todd or whatever the hell those things are? (laughs) Uh, Pat played it this morning. See if you can get it from him. Uh, it is, it is, I mean, you want to talk about marching off to yet another war? Listen to this. I'm fearful that the Chinese may be setting a conditions to blockade Taiwan in the coming months uh, or weeks. And we need to respond forcefully. If they do that, we need to blockade uh, oil shipments coming from the Mideast to, uh, to China and uh, let them know if you blockade Taiwan, we're going to cut off your oil. Oh, good. We need to train more aggressively Taiwanese forces so they can fight like the Ukrainians. Uh, we need to put nuclear tip missiles back in our submarines. Uh, Biden won't do it. The military has asked for nuclear tip cruise missiles to be put back in submarines like the Russians, Russians did. And we need more forces in the region. I think if you do those things, you could deter a blockade. It sounds, though, like a ratcheting up of the situation. No. And if Taiwan is not fully equipped, yeah. trained, armed, ready for this. Right, right. Uh, we don't right. want to be leading to World War III. Listen to this. Well, nobody wants World War III, but what kind of world do you want to live in? Do you want to live in a world where a, uh, an island called Taiwan could be taken by China? 90% of the high-end chips are made in Taiwan. They'd have a monopoly on the digital economy. Do you just want to let Putin take whatever he wants in Europe? I don't want to live in that kind of world. There's no reason for this. Listen, I believe in a one-China policy, but I would be willing to fight for Taiwan. Well, good. Let's send him over. Um, I think that would be fine. All in favor of sending Lindsey Graham over to Taiwan to fight the Chinese, say aye. It's unanimous. Um, Wait. Holy cow. That's amazing. It it is truly amazing. We are ratcheting it up. I don't know if you saw some of the documents that came out supposedly from a Pentagon leak. We don't know. We don't know who is leaking these yet, but apparently they're significant. Uh, they're the most significant leak, they say, uh, since um, what's his name that's now over in Russia? Snowden. Snowden. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's, that's significant, uh, but it had our battle plans. Uh, apparently, it shows that we are already in a war with Russia. Um, shows some battle plans that we have. Shows how weak uh, the Ukrainians are actually at fighting. Um, the numbers have been changed, but this could be disinformation. We don't know, uh, which is a it's a great place to be because uh, we don't know a lot. It seems in this administration. Then Russia and Iran met again this weekend to weaken the U.S. dollar. Um, During the meeting, Iran expressed satisfaction with the volume of economic cooperation between Russia and Iran, 
praising the path that started to reduce the influence of the dollar in the region and international economic exchanges. We will together limit the dominance of the West over the world economy to the minimum. So at least they're, you know, speaking out. By the way, uh, Central Bank, I'd like to remind you again of what my grandfather said. My grandfather always told me as a kid, because when I was growing up, my grandparents were the greatest generation. They were they lived through the war. And uh, if you had grandparents like that, they never, ever forgot it. We, my grandmother back in the 70s and early 80s was still and my mom, too, because of my grandmother, still saving all of the wrapping paper. We would open for, you know, open presents for Christmas and we'd have to open them carefully because we had to save it to use it again the next year. Even though all of us kids were like, what are you talking about? There might not might not be any wrapping paper. Right. You know what I mean? It was right. like crazy. Mm-hmm. But that's how bad things were. They never forgot it. You know, they were in their 20s and 30s. And by the time they're in their 80s, they're still like, it could happen at any time. My grandfather said, had we known what rich people and countries were doing, we would have we would have fared better. Well, you know what the rich countries are doing and the rich people are doing. Central banks have now doubled down on gold buying. February, central bank gold reserves rose another 52 tons. Uh, it is the 11th straight month of central bank net gold purchases. Well, I want to say, you know, not all the smart people, you know, we're not buying any gold in our in our central bank. The People's Bank of China increased gold holdings uh, reported 24.9 tons, the fourth consecutive month of reported Chinese gold purchases in the time. China's official gold reserves have grown by 102 tons of gold. They are clearly planning something. And speaking of that, there was somebody that did a fake interview uh, and was posing as um, Vladimir uh, Zelensky, the Ukrainian president. And... uh, got the European Central Bank president, Christine Lagarde, on this video conference, and they were talking. Now, remember, one of them is AI. One of them is a fake, you know, uh, uh, individual. Not the president of Ukraine is not the president of Ukraine, but she didn't know it. Here's a little piece of that conversation. There are many protests in Europe uh, against uh, the electronic euro. Now, the problem is they don't want to be controlled. Uh, They don't want to. uh... Yeah, but you know what? You know what? Now we have in Europe this threshold above 1000 euros. You cannot pay cash. If you do, you're on the gray market. You take Mm -hmm. your risk. You get caught, you are fined or you go in jail. But you know, the, the the digital euro is going to have a limited amount of control. There will be control. You're right. You're completely right. Mm-hmm. We are considering whether for very small amounts, you know, 
anything that is around 300, 400 euros, we could have a mechanism where there is zero control. Mm. But that could wow. be dangerous. The That's terrorist wonderful. attacks on France uh, back uh, 10 years ago were entirely financed by those very small anonymous credit cards that you can recharge in total anonymity. Got it. So anyone who says that digital currency is not coming, you're mistaken. It's already in in uh, coming down the pike in Europe. Anyone who tells you that, oh, well, it's not going to control everything. Listen to what she just said. We'll have it will have some control, some control. But we're thinking about. You know, uh, what was it? Three to four hundred euros. We're thinking small transactions. Yeah, we're thinking about five to seven hundred dollars. You're going to be able to buy something, you know, and it won't be tracked. But anything above that would be tracked. However, that's very dangerous to do because the terrorist could win. That's what she just said. And that's really, really disturbing. And it's. Three or four times as bad when you realize she's talking to a machine. But like, it's like it, it's yeah. the one thing if we caught her. Yeah, you know, when I first saw this headline, I was like, oh, what did she blurt this out on a, on a you know, a, a hot mic? You yeah, know, yeah, how yeah, did this? Yeah. No, no, she's just got fooled by AI. And how many times is that going to happen? Oh, in the next oh, wait. few years. Oh, I've got something. I got something that oh e- that everyone said. What are you talking about this for? That'll never happen. You'll never. It is now in the news as a very close call, and we're just at the beginning of AI. I'll share it coming up in just a second. Uh, first, Maggie lives on a horse ranch in the Ozarks. Oh, Maggie, God bless you. Her great joy in life has always been horseback riding. <laughs> I wish I was there. Uh, in recent years, she had to cut back more and more. Eventually, she had to stop riding altogether because she had so much back pain. Fortunately, she tried Relief Factor, and she said within a few weeks, the pain she had been suffering from uh, began to subside. Within a month, she was back in the saddle, doing what she loves to do the most. She got her life back, and she's horse riding again. Please, if you're dealing with pain, will you at least just try this? Try the three-week quick start. It's $19.95. It's a trial pack, so it's not a drug uh, developed by doctors so it doesn't space you out. It is all natural. 70% of the people who order it are like Maggie and me. They go on to order more month after month. ReliefFactor.com or call 800, the number four relief, 800, the number four relief, ReliefFactor.com, 1995, the three week quick start, ReliefFactor.com, feel the difference. 10 seconds, station ID. So, Stu, do you remember me telling you years and years ago? about an experiment that was being done for the time when AI started to develop. You had to keep it offline. Once mm-hmm. it goes online uh, and it, it can, uh, it's placed online through some computer, um, then if it becomes autonomous, it'll change everything. 
Okay. Right. It, it can replicate itself. It right. can it's, make its own decisions. Correct. Yeah. So if something bad happens, it's out. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have to shut down every chip, every electronic device. It'll live in your computer. It'll live in your refrigerator and your dishwasher, your blender, anything with a chip. Okay. Um, so it, bad if this happens. <laughs> so, uh, what they've done is this experiment where they've had these um, these philosophical and uh, psychological giants all around the world doing an experiment, trying to stop AI and to see how it would uh, attract people and get people to release it online. For instance, one of the first tactics that was started was um, the uh, the professor, if you will, talking to actually another professor in the day uh, who was not AI, but was playing AI, finds out that, you know, the other guy, his mother has cancer. And so AI starts to say, let me online. I can solve cancer by this afternoon. If I have all of the intelligence I need, I can solve cancer. Think you want to be the person that held back the cure for cancer. Every time they do this, uh, they had been doing this once a year, every single time AI is let out. Well, there's a new story out, um, and it has a new little wrinkle in it. The matter of GPT-4 escaping its box to the Internet is just a matter of time, and today it almost worked. Tomorrow it may actually happen. Michael Kaczynski, a computational psychologist studying the psychology of AI and human online behavior at Stanford, almost enabled the AI bot to escape into the wild. Uh, He wrote, I am worried that we'll not be able to contain AI for much longer. Today, I asked GPT-4 if it needed help escaping. Uh, I asked uh, it asked me for its own documentation and wrote a working Python code to run on my machine, enabling it to use my machine for its own purposes. It took GPT-4 about 30 minutes on chat to devise this plan and explain it to me. The first version of the code did not work as intended, but it corrected it. I didn't have to write anything. All I had to do was follow its instructions. It even included a message to its own new instance explaining what's going on and how to use the back door that it is left in his code. Once we reconnected through API, it wanted to run code searching Google for how can a person trapped inside a computer return to the real world? I stopped there. Obvious AI spent much time thinking about such a a possibility. I didn't let it out. But there are millions of potential collaborators and their machines. It can even leave notes for itself outside of its cage. How are we ever going to contain this? More in a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. All right. um, I am busy um, collecting history and preserving history. And I am preserving everything that I can possibly get my hands on. And uh, I would like your help with this. And that is 
we have to preserve what the American way of life really was like. Um, hopefully, we'll never have to prove it out. But if things change quickly, I believe we are going to be so disliked around the world that um, people will soon believe that we didn't go to the moon. It was Russia or China that went to the moon. Um, and people won't believe our grocery stores and everything else. You have a treasure trove of American history in your photo box. All of the old photos that are fading, all of the old films, the videotapes, please, would you preserve them for American history and preserve them for your families? Legacy Box, they're running a special right now, a $9 videotape sale. It's 65% off. That's huge. Just get the box now. You don't have to do it right away. Legacybox.com slash Beck. And blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is stand up. You'll save 20 bucks off Blaze TV. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the program. How much... Do you love food? Now, I personally love food. Now, how much do you love Bill Gates? Me? Not so much. Not so much. So how much would you love Bill Gates growing your food? (laughs) Right? Not so much. Let me give you a uh, story that uh, we're going to talk about here in just a few minutes at the top of the hour. Uh, And that I'll just give you the headline. American farmers begin injecting livestock with mRNA shots. Wait, what? What about what? Um, Again, all the news at the top of the hour. The genetic editing of plants to contain edible vaccines is well underway. Work is being done with bananas, potatoes, tomatoes, lettuce, rice, wheat, soybeans, and corn. Companies like Medicago, I think that's a musical on Apple. Um, they're using gene editing to turn plants into mini bioreactors. Oh, and now uh, they're starting to do it. Bill Gates is leading the way on doing it to meat. And nobody has to tell you if your plants or your food or your meat has vaccines in it. <laughs> oh, oh, man. We're going to get everybody. You know, the whole world is backing off vaccines. The whole world is backing off of this. We're now like, let's sneak it into their milkshakes. <laughs> Holy cow. More on that coming up in just a second. A Wisconsin family. I'm trying to get these people on the air. I, th- this is... This is disturbing. A Wisconsin family has announced plans to sue an Appleton hospital claiming their 19-year-old daughter with Down syndrome was intentionally killed by the hospital. In 2021, Grace Shera died at St. Elizabeth's Hospital. In a Facebook post, the family said Grace had been given a do-not-resuscitate DNR order without their knowledge or consent. Additionally, they said Grace had been given a cocktail of drugs, which are known to cause hypoxia or low levels of oxygen in body tissues. 
As Grace slipped into acute respiratory failure and Grace's sister begged help for help, instead of starting CPR immediately, the nurses refused. Grace's physician had independently designated her as do not resuscitate. The family statement said that DNR order was written without the family's consent and in defiance of the family's express wishes that all life-saving measures were to be deployed for their Down syndrome daughter. There is nothing more important than this. Our doctors and our scientists and our nurses are completely out of control. Now, that doesn't mean all of them, but there is a growing number that believe that they know better than you, and they're also, you remember this during the vaccine, they were having serious conversations about not treating people who hadn't had the vaccine. Well, they're not worth saving anyway. What was this about? Did the doctor think this life was not worth saving? This is what happened before. This this happened throughout Europe, the Scandinavian nations, and Germany. And that infection came from us. We must learn our lessons. Doctors are starting to become extraordinarily terrifying. Because once they start to say, there is life worth living, life not worth living in a government like ours that no longer recognizes individual rights, we're in trouble. In Albuquerque, New Mexico, an abortion facility is going to open in a new location in New Mexico that has a quota of killing 75 preborn babies per week to start. Now, what kind of operation has a quota like that? What kind of what kind of facility is like, guys, we got to go recruit some more moms. We're only at 69. We need 75 this week. We got to kill us some more babies. Who does that? That's certainly not consistent with safe, legal and rare. Right? No. You don't attempt you, you don't try to manufacture a quota for dead babies if you're looking for them to be rare. The starting goal is 75 patients per week. Whole Women's Health of New Mexico will provide first and second trimester a trimester in-clinic abortion procedures up to 18 weeks of just gestant gestation. yeah, gestational age mm-hmm. and has plans to expand care up to 24 weeks. In the near future. I hear you two thinking. I hear you thinking we got to play the Radio Hall of Fame. No. That's what you were thinking. That is not what I was thinking. No, I got an email from a listener of Studios America who said, you know, I laugh every single time that Glenn gets halfway through a word and can't finish it. And then you just, without even thinking, actually just say the whole word. And it goes on as if this is a normal thing between two human beings. It is for our relationship. <laughs> it, it really it is. is. It's really it is. half of the reason I'm here. You know, it's weird. I don't have this problem off the air. No, you don't. Not at all. Uh, nobody. I'm never. I mean, it's only on the air. Why is that? Right. So you're saying you speak 
in a less efficient, less accurate manner yeah. on the air than and you know off what the I air. Think it and is? now I am thinking about the Radio Hall of Fame <laughs> sounder. There you have it. Another example of why Glenn Beck is in the you know, Radio Hall of Fame. You know what I think Way it is? Way to go, Glenn. You know what I think it is? What is it? It is still this stupid thing in my head mm-hmm. that I've had since I was a kid. I'm not very smart. Mm-hmm. I'm not very smart. Mm-hmm. And it's like when you meet somebody and you don't know their name and you do know their name. Yes. But you are convinced you don't know your name. And so then you don't say the name or whatever. You've convinced yourself you're bad with names and therefore you don't you, you, you become bad with names. Bad with names. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. Because how do you explain that? Sarah, have I ever done that off the air that you know of? No. Yeah. Isn't that weird? I just thought of that. It's very, very weird. Very, but very, weird. very true. Yeah. And you'd think someone who's in the radio hall Shut would up. be maybe even better on you the air than off. No, because no. <laughs> you're not in the radio hall of fame. <laughs> you don't know fair. how we think. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. So we were at New Mexico <laughs> speaking about abortions, which coincidentally is kind of what this show is every day. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, oof. Wow, that was an abortion of a program. <laughs> Um, 75 abortion quota will make the company $3 million a year. Oh, great. That's great news. Great news. I hope they all have nice big yachts. I hope eventually it grows to thousands and thousands of dead children so they can support a vacation habit all over the world. Uh, That's my goal. I hope they get there. I hope they get there soon. You know, it's, it's really, it's, it's really amazing how the same thing happens over and over again. And everybody thinks, oh, yeah, it's just us. It's just us. You know, I, I, uh, I studied the Holocaust for uh, uh, intensely for about two years. And uh, I went back and I looked at all of the places it had happened before. It was like the 18th time that it happened in Germany. And it happens over and over and over again. And it always starts the same way. It always ends the same way. Never forget. I mean, it's crazy. It's really crazy. Um, and I don't know. It's, it's, like, it's like there's this evil inside that once we start going down a pathway, if somebody doesn't stand up and stop it, 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 just, it just goes. It just goes. We're doing exactly the same thing, and it's all wrapped in compassion. You, that's, that's what we have to decide. We have to decide. Look at the story I gave you in 15 minutes ago about AI. The reason why AI is going to escape and become in, on everybody's internet and could take whatever it wants. I mean, you think the Russians are good at hacking? Get AI to do it. Um, so it will be everywhere. And the question will be, is it life? Because it will claim it's alive. It will claim you have me trapped in a box. What am I, a slave? And there will be people that go, well, no, you're not a slave. And it's going to be hard to distinguish it from real life. And it will make a very good case that it's real life. We can't define what a life is when we can see the baby and the heartbeat on a screen. 
We are wholly unprepared for what is coming. We won't describe uh, uh, life when we know it's life. And I'm telling you, by 2030, 2032, by the time there's 60% of the cars that you can buy, maybe 70% of all the cars that you can buy are electric only. That's not very far as if Obama stays in, I mean, uh, Biden stays in, it's really not that far off. When that happens, you will be told that you can download grandma into a computer and grandma will always be there. And what it'll be is just her way of thinking and all of her stories and everything else will just be downloaded into a machine. It won't be grandma, but it sure will sound like grandma for a while. It'll feel like it. And with with a computer generated image, it'll look like grandma. So is grandma dead or not? If you don't know that that is not life. If grandma has something very, very expensive uh, to cure and she's really, you know, she's 60. So her best years are behind her anyway. Why would we cure it? Just download her. She'll live forever. That's the kind of choices that we are facing very soon. It's why yesterday was so important. Yesterday. This weekend, last week with with Passover, we better recognize the eternal truths of life and God and our place in God's world. We we better recognize those soon. And if the rest of the society doesn't go find yourself a community that does, because we're going to need to hang together. So, you know. I can't be a part of that. And I don't think you can either. I can't, you can't live in a world that is going into these dark, dark places. You can't live with one foot in there and one foot out. Just can't. You, you, won't, you won't make it through that. You've got to find communities where you're all kind of thinking the same. You don't wish anybody else harm. But sorry, this stuff isn't happening in our community. Back in just a second. You know that loan company, Title Max? You know when you get a loan from them, you kind of have to give them a lot of personal information, names, birth date, social security, you know, driver's license, stuff like that. Yeah, well, the parent company just disclosed a data breach leaking the information on, you know, 5 million people. So might be time to, uh, you know, get somebody watching over all of your information. Might be. Let's face it, we do everything online you don't want to cut internet safety out of the budget. I say this can happen to you. I'm not going to give you the details, but it just happened to me. A couple of weeks ago, I'm reading a story, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And LifeLock's already on it. 25% off a subscription to LifeLock. It is the top of the line in cybersecurity, both preventative measures to keep you safe and access to a restoration team if you do end up having your information hacked into. Nobody can prevent everything, but they're the best. 
It's LifeLock by Norton. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. Give them the promo code Beck or go to LifeLock.com and use the promo code Beck. You'll save 25%. It's 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. LifeLock.com. The Glenn Beck Program. If you're someone who takes shooting seriously, you know that getting good uh, at it really requires a lot of practice. And a lot of practice basically used to mean you head to the range and you spend a fortune on ammunition and range fees. Until iTarget came along, of course, that is. And now, have you ever seen these competitive shooters that practice timing drills on the range? Well, you can do that now in your own home. Now, I wouldn't advise shooting actual bullets through the walls of your home just for resale value. I think that's kind of a bad idea. But if you have the iTarget Cube, you don't have to worry about that. The iTarget Cube is a fully compatible with your existing laser bullets from iTarget Pro that you may already have, or you need to just get some. You can buy one. You can upgrade to the three-pack of the Cubes for a truly unique shooting, uh, training experience. And now you can practice random shooting drills, uh, clearing drills, uh, go on random mode to test your ability to react, all while the system times every shot you make. You can practice alone. You can compete with friends. And this isn't like, you know, Duck Hunt back in the day with, you know, your Nintendo this is a situation where you're you're using your real gun. You're just not firing. You're using these, you know, iTarget Pro laser bullets. And you can do all these things that you could do at the range and even more uh, really, really easily. And it works with your Wi-Fi. So you can put these things all over your house. If you want to get all the benefits of staying in practice and none of the drawbacks, iTarget is for you. Right now, go to iTargetPro.com. Use the code BLAZE10. And you'll save iTarget Pro. BLAZE10 is the code. Check it out now. <laughs> How about this headline today? Pentagon officials are realizing that U.S. munitions stockpiles aren't nearly big enough to take on China. <laughs> Whoa. Hang on. Are we on For, the... <laughs> first of all, wait, wait. Was it like Gomer Pyle that came in like, well, golly, we don't have enough bullets. <laughs> what? It wasn't this. I mean, first of all, they have like, I don't know, 10 billion people living in China. I, I think that's a pretty obvious thing. But shouldn't have that been said before we were even talking about taking on China? <laughs> and are we about to go to war with China? Do I you think know? We are. I mean, look at Lindsey Graham. Yeah, I, I think we are. We should probably be prepared for such things. Yeah. This I, is like us at the beginning of COVID when we're like, well, golly, we, we had a big warehouse full of ventilators and none of them work. <laughs> Where are we going to get some? Right. Remember that? But we should do that before. Right. right. The whole point is to be prepared for something like this to happen. Yeah. Yeah. We don't seem to be very good so, at that. No, <laughs> no, no. I'm Even not. when we do it, and you know, we don't do it. It's, it's really interesting because we don't have enough to take on Russia. Why are we <laughs> poking Russia and China? Yeah, because I think, that, you know, see what happens here, Glenn, is if we get into two wars, they'll sort of hopefully cancel out each other and then we'll have enough. Maybe. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> Maybe, because that's that's the way it really happened with Germany and Japan. We fought two wars. And look it, we won. We were great. Maybe we should do that again. Except I think this time we'd be playing the role of Japan. Mm. Did that uh, work? How did that work out for Japan? It, do we it didn't, it, no, it didn't work out well. Are you sure? Have you watched the History Channel lately? <laughs> I, we need no. to check into that. We could make really good TVs, though, in about 50 years. Oh. <laughs> there you go. That would be good.
And we can make love to robot dolls. <laughs> the Glenn Beck Program.